0: My brothers and sisters in the Lord, the year was 1894. And the Baltimore Orioles were playing the Boston Bean Eaters. That's what they were called in 1894. And so they were at Boston playing their game. And one of the individuals was in this process about to slide into third base. And he was part of the bean eaters. And as he was sliding into third base, he had just made it, but unfortunately, the gentleman who was a third baseman decided that he was going to kick him in the face, which he did. And that, my brothers and sisters, turned into a tremendous brawl right there on the field between the Orioles and the bean eaters. The brawl was so extensive that it moved into the grandstands, and all the people in the ballpark were fighting with one another. In fact, it became so serious that someone lit the grandstands on fire, and the entire grandstand, the entire ballpark, burned to the ground. Not only that, but 107 other buildings in the city of Boston also caught on fire because of it. And all were completely destroyed. In that year, the Boston Globe quoted it as being a hot game. (laughs) My brothers and sisters, I give you that little example because all of that destruction occurred because someone got angry, someone got mad, and certainly, my brothers and sisters, we are very aware that at times when we get angry and upset, that very terrible things can happen, terrible words may be spoken, terrible actions may be occurred, and that anger can go or it can metamorphosize into something very sinful. But we have to remember also, my brothers and sisters, that on the other side of the equation, there is a time that as followers of Jesus, that we're called to be angry. If you read the Catechism, the Catechism says that anger is neither good or evil as a passion. It all depends upon what we do with it and depends upon what our motives are. For example, St. Thomas Aquinas, when he speaks about anger, he does speak about what we often think about as sort of sinful anger because our anger is about something that is certainly not an injustice. So, for example, you're having dinner. Let's say it's Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, and your children live out of town. And one of your children call and say they can't come in for dinner because they have the flu. They cannot travel. And you get yourself all angry and they should be here and what's wrong with all of this? Well, that's not a just reason to be angry. The person has the flu, the person is ill. And oftentimes we get angry about things that, by definition, are not an injustice. Where sometimes it has to do with our motives. Because we get angry because we want revenge. We want to be vindictive. And so those are the types of things or examples of anger that we certainly want to avoid. But there are times that as Christians, we should be angry. St. Thomas then goes in to speak about what he calls justifiable anger, or he uses the term noble anger. Because the anger is directed in order to correct something that is an injustice. And the passion is there because it motivates us to want to correct that injustice, whether it's in our own lives, in our families, communities, society, whatever it may be. In the Gospel today, Jesus Gets a little angry as he goes into the temple area. Because as he goes into the temple area, he's noticing something that has developed over time with the money changers and those who are selling the sacrificial animals. What he's noticing, my brothers and sisters, is that the temple area has become a bazaar, a marketplace. And in the beginning, there was a reason for all of these quote-unquote vendors. The money changers were there because, remember that many of these individuals who were traveling to Jerusalem on pilgrimage, they had Roman coins. Well, the Roman coin had whose image on it? Caesar. And you could not have a grave image and use it for the temple. And so you had to exchange your coin. Very similar is if you're going to another country and you go to the airport and they have these little stands where you exchange your money. Now, you and I know that if you go to these little stands in the airport, you're going to pay a very high exchange rate. Well, the same thing was happening there as well. The exchange rate was a very unjust rate. So we have that going on. The selling of the animals, well, Individuals needed to have sacrificial animals and many because they were traveling long distances It was very difficult to bring the animals with them So there was an opportunity here So Jesus is noticing all of this going on And that's why he overthrows the tables of the money changers and he drives out all of these vendors And he says stop making my father's house a marketplace Because you see, my brothers and sisters, there was a sacred element there in the temple. The worship of God and what was going on? It was like going to the flea market. A craft shop. And buying all of these things right there in the temple. Oftentimes, if you've ever traveled to other countries on pilgrimage, Unfortunately, many times you see the same things unless they have rules in the areas. You go to these sacred shrines and you walk right out the door and somebody wants to sell you something. You see, my brothers and sisters, Jesus was focused on the salvation of souls. And all of this that was going on was not leading to individual salvation it was a moneymaker. And he got angry. And there are times in our life, my brothers and sisters, that because of the injustices we see, we also are motivated by this passion. Because it is an injustice that needs to be corrected. I a little example that happened not many years ago. In the country of Brazil, there are a lot of individuals who are peasant farmers. And because they are peasant farmers, they really don't have any political rights there in Brazil. They're treated as the lowest class of citizens. The only thing they own is their land, which has been passed down from generation to generation, and it's how they support their family. Well, some years ago, some international and local corporations, they wanted that land. And so they got with the politicians, and the politicians got with the corporations, and they told some of the farmers, we're taking your land. Because these corporations need it. And so the the farmers, some of these farmers, they were angry because it was an injustice. And because they were angry, What did the government do? They just arrested them and threw them in jail. They have no rights. What was very interesting is that the rest of the farmers who were there, whose land was not taken, upon seeing these farmers being arrested, they got angry themselves about this injustice. And all these farmers marched down to the local courthouse, And they had to sit in there with the judge. And they told the judge, if you're going to arrest them, then you have to arrest all of us. And there was like 450 people in the courthouse and all outside. And so the judge, he didn't know what to do. And so finally, he let everyone go. And he restored their land. You see, my brothers and sisters, sometimes in life, as Christians, we need to get a little motivated. Because sometimes not to do anything, and sometimes even not to get angry, is even more of a vice. St. Thomas Aquinas calls it imprudent patience. What does he mean by that? Okay, oh, sirrah, sirrah, Not my issue, not my problem. You know, Lord, I can't do anything about this. And so we do nothing. But we see the injustices that continue in our own society. And we have to ask ourselves, how are we, as followers of Jesus, motivating ourselves to make a difference, to correct the injustice? Because ultimately our goal is not revenge, or to be vindictive, but our goal is so that the injustice may be corrected, may be lessened, whatever it may be. And so you see, my brothers and sisters, as we continue our Lenten journey, let us not just simply sit in the pews and say there's nothing that we can do. I like this one quote. It goes like this. There are situations in life when the absence of anger would be the essence of evil. There are situations in life when the absence of anger would be the essence of evil. When good men do nothing. Because we just sit and watch. But we are called, my friends, to be active of the Lord? What are the injustices that need to be corrected, resolved, and how is the Lord asking you and I to be part of that battle?